On this edition of the Iowa Business Report. Everyone has a family, and so you can already think about the struggles that are sometimes very real for your family when it's just trying to get along and, and uh, navigate different conversations and topics. It's one thing to run a business. It's another when your partners are members of your own family. The Iowa legislature is back in session Monday, and one multi-million dollar proposal is designed to help Iowa businesses. And you'll learn about how to protect your property using familiar concepts and new digital applications. This is the Iowa Business Report for the second weekend of January, 2021. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. Separating one's business life and home life is always hard, especially with all the mobile technology tools these days. It's even harder when you work with family members. The dynamics of a family business are unique and require attention to maximize the company's potential and maintain family harmony. It's one of the focus areas of Advance Iowa, the state's comprehensive consulting program designed to work with mid-sized companies to enhance their growth. Dan Benkin is the program director and lead consultant for Advance Iowa. Their family business forum sponsors a breakfast series on a variety of topics, The next session is Friday, January 15th, focusing on next-generation leadership. So our program is only open to family-owned companies, and I think that's one thing that is important for the audience to know, Jeff, is that we're not trying to be too exclusive or anything, but we are trying to provide a confidential and trusting environment for family-owned companies to talk through the issues pertinent to them. And so what that means is we limit it to only family-owned companies uh, that can be in there. And, and as such, they have to be members of our Family Business Center, which they can learn more about and, and register and, and that kind of thing with our Family Business Center at AdvanceIowa.com. There's a link right there directly to become a member of our program there. The Breakfast Series has gone on for some time. Obviously, in this age of COVID-19, it's gone virtual, and so that's for maximum safety. What do you generally find people get out of these dialogues, whether it's one way through Zoom like you'll be doing or prior to the pandemic when you're actually able to sit together in a room? What do people get out of this? I think first and foremost, and what we've heard from them is they get out of it that they're not alone, that there are other families going through very similar situations. I don't want to say challenges or anything too negative because a lot of the time these are very positive opportunities for the family to work through and the, and the business as well. But they get that sense that they're not alone, that there are others going through these same things, that they can learn from each other. I think that's the biggest thing. The peer learning environment is the most powerful part of it, is bringing folks together who share common experience and ways forward and dreams, et cetera, and helping them see how each other have tried to um, execute on those types of things. They, They learn a lot. They learn a lot about how not to do things by listening to each other 
as well as how, how to do things and best practices for how to transition from one generation to the next, how to treat in-laws, how to treat employees, how to uh, interact with non-family executives. This is just a host of things that they learn about from each other. I think that's the main thing. I think secondary things are they, you know, they certainly learn from advisors and consultants that interact in our platform on best practices of ways of doing things, of how to handle the legal side of succession planning. Those are two keys, the education and then the, um, the peer-to-peer connectivity are the two big things that they, that they are really taking away from that. It's one of these things where the dynamic of families working together within themselves and then from one generation to another, it's a very different dynamic and you don't really learn about it in a textbook. You can look at flowcharts, you can look at succession strategies that might work just fine if these are non-related parties, but you put the overlay of a family dynamic on it. That is very special in a positive way, but it also can go sour if you don't really think about it. And that's what this peer-to-peer learning is so helpful for these folks. They're able to telegraph landmines, and they've been there yeah. before. Oh, absolutely. That's that's very well said as far as um, everyone has a family. And so you can already think about the struggles that are sometimes very real for your family when it's just trying to get along and, and uh, navigate different conversations and topics. And then when you throw money into the game and everyone's livelihoods and careers, overlaying that, obviously, we're wrought for potential hazards, conflicts, blow-ups, whatever you want to call them. Sometimes I refer to them as Jerry Springer moments, but certainly those things are going to be possible to happen. And so if you can learn about how to avoid some of those landmines by being proactive, by communicating often, you're going to be so much further ahead and so much more successful uh, as a a family-owned company. And that's what we're really trying to promote is that proactive approach. What specifically will you be discussing at the next breakfast on January the 15th? So our focus on the 15th will be on next generation development, which is something that all family businesses have in common, regardless if you're a manufacturer or a restaurant or a um, pick your industry. Every, Every company has that need to develop the next generation of the family. And how do we best go about that? Oftentimes you look at a family owned company there's the CEO and they're going to transition the company to their kids or to their kids and their nephews and nieces. All all of a sudden, you know, what once was the power with one person as CEO now was potentially going to be shared by five or six people. Is there going to be somebody that the buck stops with them? And how do you pick that person? How do you develop that person? How do the other people respect that person's end decision-making? How do you keep infighting from happening there from a governance standpoint? How do we develop this next generation of leaders of our of our family-owned company? How do we how do we expose them to the family company? How do we get them involved in knowing that that the family-owned business is an opportunity for them, and it's a truly an opportunity for them, and not a anchor around their neck where we're trying to uh, force them through obligation to stick around type of thing. So uh, we're going to be hearing from two next-gen leaders of companies. So they're in there. 20s, early 30s, who are being developed and groomed to to one day take over some level of leadership within the family companies that they are in. 
And then we have Heidi Vermeer Quist, who will also be with us. And she is our facilitator of our next gen peer groups that we also offer, Jeff. So as I said, peer learning is so critical to what we offer because um, you're right, you don't learn about it in a textbook, you learn about it in the real world, so to speak. And so we bring together next gens every month in a couple of different locations across the state. They meet as a group and they learn from each other. And then uh, Heidi is our facilitator and she kind of takes them through some process and, and helps them in terms of their development as leaders of their family and companies. And she obviously is a um, third generation member of the Vermeer family and the Vermeer company down in Pella, Iowa. So she's very familiar with what it means to be part of a family owned company. So we're really excited about this next topic. And every year we do our breakfast series and every year we have one session focused on next gen development because it is so critical to all family owned companies. And Jeff, also just to reiterate how, how people can become members of the Family Business Center here in Iowa. If you go to advanceiowa.com, there's a special menu area called Family Business Forum. First link there will take you there. That's the Family Business Membership area. And we base our memberships on size of company. We start as low as I think it's about $500 a year for an annual membership to our programming, which includes our breakfast series, includes discounts on our on our golf outing. Uh, we have a big gala coming up this spring, as long as we're able to do so with, with what might happen with COVID. But um, there's also discounts for peer group memberships and things like that that are part of our membership. And so I would just direct people to our website. They can see right there depending on the size of the firm, and we base that on on revenues, what their cost structure would be. Dan Benkin of Advance Iowa. The Breakfast Series is part of membership in the Family Business Forum. You can learn more about the forum and the Friday, January 15 Breakfast Series event on Next Generation Leadership by going to AdvanceIowa.com and clicking on the Family Business Forum tab. Still to come, stimulating the economy with state funding, and we'll introduce you to a business that protects your valuable property. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. The Iowa Business Report is presented by the Center for Business Growth and Innovation at the University of Northern Iowa. Sponsors of a free webinar entitled, Who Can Afford to Buy My Company? It will be held two separate times this month, Thursday, January 14 at noon and Wednesday, January 20 at 10 a.m. To register or for more information, go to AdvanceIowa.com and click on the Events tab. The Iowa General Assembly gavels into session on Monday, January 11th. Much of the first week is taken up by organizational matters, hearing the condition of the state and condition of the judiciary messages, and introducing those first pieces of legislation. Republicans hold a 32 to 18 advantage in the state Senate. 13 of those 18 signed off on a news release in mid-December, calling on the legislature to pass immediate assistance for food and other basic needs early in the new session. Rob Hogue represents a Senate district in Cedar Rapids and told me why the proposal is needed. We're seeing uh, food insecurity and hunger in Iowa at uh, levels not previously seen, really because of the coronavirus uh, epidemic and its resulting economic dislocations. 
Uh, we know there are over 300,000 Iowans who are food insecure. The numbers have grown significantly since January. Some estimates are the numbers have, uh, since last January, more than doubled, and, and for households with children, tripled. So we have a big uh, food need, and, and we encourage people to be involved as a charitable level. level. Uh, we know the federal government has provided uh, additional resources through its programs, but we believe there's a significant role to play by the state of Iowa to put a multi-million dollar investment into food assistance right when we come back in the legislative session uh, when it convenes on January 11th so that we can help people get through this winter and get through the rest rest of uh, this year and hopefully get through this epidemic and get it uh, licked so that uh, we can get the economy going again. We have over uh, $300 million in our cash surplus from the last fiscal year. Plus, we have rainy day funds of over $770 million. And as our new uh, Senate Democratic leader, Zach Wall, said, it's not just raining right now. We're in a thunderstorm and uh, people need help. We're not saying we can solve it all as the state by ourselves, but we think there's a role to be played to fill in some of the gaps. And uh, if we put a multi-million dollar investment out there right away in January, I think that's really going to help people make it through this winter. So it it really is kind of urgent that uh, Iowa legislatures begin thinking about how we can provide immediate assistance when we come back January 11th. Democrat State Senator Rob Hogue of Cedar Rapids, who told me that the proposal could cost between 30 and 50 million dollars. In addition to providing food assistance to families who are struggling, Hogue says the action would help community grocery stores where the money would be spent, as well as Iowa farmers who need additional markets for their products. Coming up, a new digital take on an existing property protection concept. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. The Iowa Business Report is presented by the Center for Business Growth and Innovation at the University of Northern Iowa. Sponsors of a free webinar entitled, Who Can Afford to Buy My Company? It will be held two separate times this month, Thursday, January 14 at noon and Wednesday, January 20 at 10 a.m. To register or for more information, go to AdvanceIowa.com and click on the Events tab. In this week's business profile, you'll hear from John Shellness, founder of My Property ID, based in Des Moines. It's a company that takes the best of Midwestern ideals and crime deterrent strategies and provides a digital world solution. Well, I got involved because I joined my neighborhood association here in Des Moines. Everybody is familiar with Neighborhood Watch, but very few people are familiar with its companion called Operation Identification. No one's heard of that, but that is what my business is all about. It's a way of tagging property, like you tag the ear of a cow or a head of cattle, or like you put a license tag on your car. Now you tag your property and you have a database online where you record the serial numbers. Most people don't understand that property crime is the number one crime in America. And my product is designed to protect people against that. And it doesn't require any electricity. It's not a camera. It's not an alarm system. It's like a license plate on a car. It can sit in a farm field for years and years. And if the police stumble on it, they can identify who it belongs to. And when you said it's not like a camera or an online form, it's not as flashy 
And that seems to be what's getting all the attention these days, right? With a video doorbell and that sort of thing. But this is the most basic, fundamental way to handle things efficiently. Not only that, it's really the only security system endorsed by police departments and the FBI, for that matter. You'll never see a police department endorse a camera or an alarm system, but operation identification, if you do a Google search, you'll see departments all over the country promoting it. But like you said, it's just not flashy. All right. So they say, you've sold me, now sell me. What is it that you sell them? What is it that they can purchase from you to then give them the security and give the police the help that the police may need? The product has three parts to the strategy. Two parts get mailed to your home, and I ship internationally at no extra charge. The two things you receive in the mail are warning signs for doors and windows, and then these small little asset tags that are like a miniature license plate that you apply to the back of an air compressor or to a cell phone or a game system or lawn equipment. And then simultaneously, when you place your order, the numbers that are on those tags that get mailed to you, they get uploaded to a database that is privacy protected. You log onto that database when you receive the tags and you enter in the make, model, and serial number of the item. And what you have is a DIY registration strategy similar to the way a license plate works on a car, but actually more advanced. So if you go on a trip of a lifetime from Iowa to say Disney World and you leave your phone on the plane, that little tag has my URL on it plus a unique number. And the cleaning crew will go to my website, the URL, go to the found page, enter the number that's on that tag, and automatically generated email will be issued to the rightful owner that says, hey, your cell phone is here on the plane. We're turning it into the lost and found. Come and get it. The tag costs about $4. The, it, it depends on the size kit that you get. If you buy just 10 tags, it's just under $40. So for $4, you will get a $500 to $1,000 telephone return to you. Is it worth it? Interesting, as I read your background on the website, which is mypropertyidregistry.com, you lived near New York City. You've lived in California, literally coast to coast. You settled in Iowa, ultimately. What advantages are there to living here and doing your business here? And I prefaced it the way I did because you've got the experience at the far ends, literally, of the continent. What is it that allows you to do this here that might be distinctive as opposed to some other place you've lived? couple things about that. One is I've lived in Iowa for 30 years. I've, I've lived my entire adult life here. Best decision I ever made. It, there's so many things about Iowa that are, are just wonderful. Friendly people and uh, low costs. And it's just, it's really been a wonderful experience. In the last 20 or so years with the advent of the internet, I would say that it's not that Iowa is a better place to be, it is on a level playing field. You can do the exact same thing here in Iowa as you can do in New York City or San Francisco or Los Angeles or London or Paris or Tokyo. It does not matter. And in fact, through a number of kind of fortuitous things, it turns out that all of the people that I work with to make my business go are located here in Iowa. 
So it's an it's exciting that way because I get to use Iowa businesses to help me make my company go. Uh, as far as I know, there is nothing that comes from out of state. As you look ahead, where do you see this product or this concept evolving and growing, presumably growing over the next decade, let's say? Unlike social media platforms or email platforms where they give you something for free, but really what they're doing is they're taking things from you. They use your data. In the case of my product, you're paying for something. It's a one-time cost. There's no subscription. When you pay for that product, you are paying for privacy. And when you put your serial numbers into my database, no one is ever going to examine them. They're locked in there. It's private. Nobody can mess with it. Now, the second part is where do I see myself or where do I see this type of concept in future years? One of the things that I discovered when I started my business is that the least expensive part of my business is storage. So storing people's information on the internet or in a database somewhere, keeping my website alive every year costs somewhere under $150 a year. You know, that's really not very much money. And in fact, I've set it up now where the business sort of just goes, you know, on into the future. If somebody in 10 years has my product, they'll still be able to search the database. The idea is that when you receive one of my asset tags, you could put it on a bicycle that you'll pass on from generation to generation and it will still work. John Shellness founder of My Property ID, based in Des Moines. We spoke via Zoom on Wednesday, January 6th. For more information, go to mypropertyidregistry.com. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. You'll also find podcasts of full interviews with many of the folks you hear on this program. They're listed as IBR Extras and IBR Business Profiles. And we're also found on all the major podcast distributors, including iHeart, Apple, and Google, a total of 18 different podcast outlets and counting. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.